he hurt the other team, not just in what he was doing physically, but his mere presence. I loved him, and I loved how he walked into the gym. It was just way beyond his years. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was Mike Krzyzewski. Some of these Coach K quotes, remember, are from prior to Kobe Bryant's death. Coach K did put out a statement on the passing of Kobe and his daughter Gigi in the helicopter crash yesterday. Kevin, Gary, Ethan, and others want to either cast a ballot for best or worst of the weekend, and those are all over the place. We are talking more than Kobe, but we're offering you to chime in rather than on a question of the day. Complete this sentence. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. Ask a question, cast a ballot, complete that sentence by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Coach K's statement yesterday included this. We've tragically lost one of the greatest sports figures of our time with the passing of Kobe Bryant. He was an incredibly gifted person who was universally respected. He was in constant pursuit of doing something special, and there will never be a greater warrior in our sport. I had the amazing honor of coaching Kobe in the 2008 and 2012 Olympic Games, and I will always remember how much he cherished representing his country in a first-class manner, playing the game he so loved. The game of basketball is better today because of Kobe, and he deserves eternal appreciation for that. This is a, a devastating loss made even more tragic by the passing of his daughter, Gianna, and all the others on board. And Coach K concludes by offering the condolences of the Krzyzewski family to Kobe's wife, Vanessa, and their three surviving daughters and the families of the other folks involved. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. That's kind of a version of Coach K's answer to that question. I've given you many of mine. We're also talking Lamar Jackson in the Pro Bowl, Justin Herbert in the Senior Bowl, Jacob Slavin at the NHL All-Star Game, Zion Williamson and other NBA Best of the Weekends, Tiger Woods, Roy Williams of the Tar Heels, has been making the wrong kinds of history for this season overall, but was a best of the weekend, passing a couple of important milestones with career victory number 880, finally getting one past his mentor, Dean Smith, as the Tar Heels ended that six-game ACC losing streak, the longest in the history of the program. Carolina tonight at NC State, 7 o'clock ESPN. More on that game a little bit later. Rick Bennell will drop by from the Charlotte Observer later as well. 1-800-849-2761. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. As we come to your calls, I gave you elite winner, five-time NBA champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time NBA Finals MVP. I gave you work ethic and passion. I will remember Kobe Bryant for his passionate pursuit of greatness. I'll remember him as one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. I'll remember him as an elite defender. Only Tim Duncan made more NBA all-defensive teams than Kobe Bryant. Timmy D with 15, Kobe Bryant with 12, up there with the likes of Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon, etc. I will remember Kobe Bryant as well for his longevity. His durability. Again, beyond as a person, and we got into that a little bit last hour, you're welcome to add to that. He was the first guard in NBA history to play 20 seasons, and he was an 18-time All-Star. Only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made the All-Star roster more often with 19, Kobe 18 of his 20 years. Nobody, or here's a better way to put it, how many players in NBA history, I've always said all NBA or all NFL, is an even greater honor than the Pro Bowl 
or the All-Star game. There just aren't as many who make it. You can't get there via just popularity. There aren't as many slots. You were either one of the best players in the NBA that year or you weren't. How many players in NBA history had more all-NBA selections than Kobe Bryant? Answer, zero. Those who tie with him for now at 15, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, and LeBron James. Only LeBron, of course, has a chance to add to his 15 all-NBA selections. That is an unbelievable sign of greatness along with longevity and durability. If you don't stay mostly healthy, obviously, you're not making 15 all-NBA teams. I'll also remember Kobe for his worldwide impact. I mentioned he grew up in Italy for part of his childhood. High school ball in Pennsylvania. His dad moved the family back there after he was a pro in Italy after his NBA career ended. Spoke fluent Italian, even spoke Spanish as a third language. And thanks to, in part, and the, the, the guy who runs the Kobe Beef Company in Japan actually put out a statement this weekend in honor of Kobe Bryant because as the world, as the, uh, the story goes, Joe Jellybean Bryant dad liked Kobe Beef. It's a brand of beef in Japan so much that he named his son Kobe. And there's a Kobe beef company. And they, along with politicians and entertainers and basketball players and everybody else, put out a statement in honor of Kobe Bryant and offering condolences, of course, to the rest of the surviving family. Kobe was a huge fan of European soccer. Kobe was such a big figure with his Academy Award, thanks to his dear basketball from years ago, thanks to his dream or redeem team presence on team usa he was not only one of the greatest in the history of one of our country's most popular sports he was one of the most global guys in the history of those who fit that description as well 1-800-849-2761 there's something not right about seeing a guy like that who's a dad twice over with small girls he does have a 17 year old who of course vanessa and she will move forward but he never how, – how well can the three-year-old and a seven-month-old know their legendary dad? That's among the saddest parts of this story. But think about this as we come to your calls. Kevin, Ethan, Gary, and you, 1-800-849-2761. We want to believe that when we see some of the other legends of sports, that that's the way it's supposed to be. I don't think I'm alone in this. You all, you all can tell me if I'm crazy. But when I see – 80-year-old Jack Nicklaus. He's not playing competitive golf, but you know what he does? He takes a ceremonial tee shot at Augusta National, a place he once dominated as the 18-time major winner in another of America's popular sports. He didn't die at 41. He's hitting ceremonial tee shots at 80. He got to enjoy the par-3 contest. Do you remember within the last few years, his grandson... Hey, grandson, I think it was his caddy that day. Why don't you take a tee shot here at this lovely par three in the par three contest at Augusta National? And then didn't grandson ace the hole with grandpa there to cheer him on? I mean, come on now. Come on. Like, I want to believe that's how life is supposed to be. That is how life is supposed to be, right? And I don't have all the answers on days like this, but think of the stories beyond that. Think of your favorite legends in other sports. You know what Joe, Joe Montana is doing right now in football? 
If he wants to be more private, he can. And you don't hear from him a lot, the legendary former 49ers and Chiefs quarterback. He can be private if he wants. He can be public if he wants. He can stay connected to the NFL if he wants. He doesn't have to if he doesn't want to. But he's 63 years old. And rather than something tragic, what's happening this week for Joe Montana? He gets to answer fun questions about the fact that his two former franchises are playing each other in Super Bowl 54 this Sunday. He didn't have to take those phone calls, but he seems to be enjoying it, right? I think his favorite quote of the week of last week was, no matter who wins, I win. He wore the Chiefs uniform for a while. He, of course, had even greater fame as the legendary multi-time Super Bowl champion quarterback of the old San Francisco 49ers. Did you see Julia Serving? prominent in some of the coverage of Kobe Bryant's death. Does a part of you want to also share with me the belief that this is how it's supposed to be? Julius Irving, for me as a child, was a godlike figure. I'll never be that tall. I'll never be able to jump that high. I certainly can't dunk the ball like that, although for the record, with a tennis ball, where you don't need to clear the rim quite as much, at my athletic peak in the driveway, I could dunk a tennis ball. <laughs> Dr. J took that to, you know, not only the next level, but one of the greatest dunkers of all time, and I watched him win an NBA title with the Sixers. Now he has gray hair. He can't jump like that anymore. Do you share my belief? This is how it's supposed to be. He gets to watch his kids grow up. He gets to be in documentaries celebrating the greatness of Kobe Bryant with his wonderful white hair because he gets to age into that chapter of his life. He didn't die in a helicopter crash at 41 years old. We want to believe that this is how it will be because it feels like it's supposed to be that way, right? And those aren't the only examples. Jack Nicholas at 80, Joe Montana at 63, Julia Serving at 69 years old. Jerry West is 81. He was such the perfect picture of an NBA player back in the day, they actually modeled the NBA logo after him. An 81-year-old Jerry West is on national TV tonight spilling his guts and spilling tears along the way for ABC and ESPN while asked to make sense of a situation that just doesn't make sense. And it's not just Laker to Laker. Jerry West found Kobe Bryant. And when the Charlotte Hornets thought to trade 17-year-old Kobe Bryant to the Lakers, it was because Jerry West had done his homework and something in his GM talent evaluator eyes saw something special in this 17-year-old skinny kid who took a couple years before he dominated at the NBA level but had that inner whatever that made Jerry West, great competitor, believe that this guy's will, along with his obvious talent, would make him not just an NBA player, but an elite NBA player. That's what Jerry West is supposed to be doing, right? He's a grandfatherly voice of reason and senior citizen on all matters NBA. He's still helping franchises win. That's the way it's supposed to be. Wayne Gretzky was at the NHL All-Star Weekend. He's 59 years old. Like the Stahl brothers have been celebrating pictures where their children get to take photos, not only with dad or Uncle Eric or whoever, but with Wayne Gretzky in the photo. As a guy who, again, can be public or private to the degree he wants, hockey or not to the degree he wants. That's the way it's supposed to be. All of these are closed doors for Kobe Bryant at the age of 41. And he was a blossoming business person. And he was an advisor to younger players in basketball, but also way beyond basketball. 
when Michael Phelps sets more swimming records, Mark Spitz of my childhood, who was the Michael Phelps of his time, can answer the phone or not. But Mark Spitz is 69 years old, and he usually chooses to answer the phone because they need perspective on this Michael Phelps guy who keeps breaking all of Mark Spitz's records. We want to believe that this is how it will be because it feels as if that's how it's supposed to be. But the world does not always work that way, and life often fails the fairness test, if you'd like to call it that. Rick Bennell on more Kobe later, more of your calls now. Let's go to Gary and Wilson. You're next on the David Glenn Show. Hello, David. Hey, man, how are you doing today? Show today, and I mean no disparagement to bloody Divac by how I will answer the sentence and question you posed. Yes. But I will remember Kobe Bryant as the one that got away from the Hornets slash Bobcat. Yep. 1996, man, number 13 overall. The Lakers knew something, and the rest of the NBA was asleep at the switch. For, for the record, at that time, the whole high school to NBA thing was really new. Now, there were guys way back, you know, Daryl Dawkins and Bill Willoughby and Moses Malone, the really rare exceptions. But we, we had just started the more modern high school to the NBA, and there was a lot of skepticism. So there was Kobe Bryant, and he was the number one high school player. I covered him. I got to interview him when he was at Lower Marion High School. And the Hornets just, in the moment, were not ready to believe in a skinny 17-year-old kid. And the Lakers felt otherwise, so uh, they made the trade. And, and what's really crazy, in retrospect, Vlade Divac, I remember this, threatened to retire. He was a very good player, and he's like, I'm not – going to that podunk town with no history of winning and leaving the Lakers, he was ready to retire. He threatened to retire. What would have happened to that trade had he retired? What, what happens then? I mean, I, you know, the, the, the draft pick had already been made. Kobe was a member of the Charlotte Hornets while Vlade Divac was telling the Lakers, you know, I'm too old for this, man. I'm not going to Charlotte, North Carolina. I like it here. I'll just retire, leave you all in the lurch. What, what, what would have happened then? There's a what-if question for you. We'll never know the answer. Kevin is in Burlington and next on the David Glenn Show. All right, David. I'm going to try to articulate this. All right. Lay it on us. So, Kobe, uh, I was a huge Dr. J fan myself, huge Sixer fan. Couldn't stand Bird, and naturally I, I didn't like the Lakers. So, when Kobe come along, I didn't like him. But much like Bird, Kobe, these kind of players, they earn your respect. And he ended up becoming one of my favorite players. Cool. And, you know, we say, you said earlier, um, you know, he, he kind of, and so much to say here, and it's so hard to get it out, but, you know, he, he went through so much and he overcome it. And since we don't really have the words, if I can, I'd like to quote Mamba himself from a 2008 interview. Yeah, go ahead. It says, this is Mamba's quote. He says, have a good time. Life is too short to get bogged down and be discouraged. Mm. You have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Yeah. Put one foot in front of the other and just keep on rolling. Yeah, that's a great that's quote because that's probably how he would advise all of us today as we're kind of mourning his absence. You know, one you foot know, in front of the other. Keep going. Mamba out, man. Well put. Thanks for calling Kevin in Burlington. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I – I think I've said before, as someone married more than 20 years for, with, to the lovely and talented Maria, if you don't have any marital difficulties in your life, you're really lucky. Like, 
I'm a believer that 90%, whether you end up divorced or not, have marital difficulties if you're married long enough. Now, God bless the others who just don't ever hit those rough patches. God bless all of you. I don't know if you're lying or you're just lucky or whatever. But Kobe's humanity was revealed in the fact that he and his wife filed divorce papers nine years ago. So they had two children, including Gigi, who died with Kobe this weekend, and the older girl who's 17 years old now. And they filed divorce papers. And I I think they were legally separated for more than a year. Of course, they reunited and they plowed through and they found something. They found the goodness in something that was complicated. And often, if you get to the point of filing divorce papers, bad. And this was, remember, after the sexual assault allegations toward Kobe. One was not a byproduct of the other. The sexual assault allegations were way back in 2003. This, this divorce paper filing was like 2010 or 11, so it's not A plus B, et cetera. But that part of his world, I think, is part of the humanity that some folks have raised today. Lots of folks can identify with marital difficulties or divorce or extreme marital difficulties. I'll tell you on the other side as we come to more of your calls. Obviously, sexual assault is a matter to be put off to the side and not to be belittled or to uh, none of us was in that room except for Kobe and a 19-year-old hotel employee. And some people are emphasizing that chapter of his life. I've always been a believer that we should never ignore the negative about anybody. I'm not into deifying people. I'm not into blind loyalty to anybody, politician, athlete, party, nation, or whatever. Blind loyalty is incredibly dysfunctional and destructive in a lot of different contexts. But we can celebrate his many forms of greatness without being blind to his massive mistakes. Massive mistakes. Homophobic slur, sexual assault allegation, etc. There's one chapter of Kobe's life where in his shoes, I'm not sure that I would have persevered through it. I feel like I'm a fairly strong person. I have dealt with some lesser forms of adversity in my life, personally, professionally, or otherwise. I mostly count my blessings. But if y'all don't know the details of when and how Kobe Bryant got married a long time ago to Vanessa, you want a, you want a story where you can put yourself in his shoes, maybe as I am, celebrating his greatness on the court in virtually every way, but also off the court in many ways, while, again, he was far from perfect. The details behind His marriage to Vanessa, the widow he now leaves behind, I'm telling you, man, I know a lot of strong people in this statewide audience. Darren Vaught's a strong person on the other side of the glass. Intern Will's a strong person taking your calls right now. Wait till you hear this part of the Kobe Bryant story because I don't think you'll find it in any of the obituaries. But because I have followed him as a product of Philadelphia, since he was that rising prep star in the Philadelphia area, I know some of these details, including his estrangement from his own mom and dad and other family members for a while. A sad part of a story where his perseverance again, famous on the court for fighting through adversity, I think admirable in many ways off the court, for fighting through some really difficult personal circumstances. I get those of you who say, you know, save your weeping for someone who was not famous and rich and popular and powerful, and I get that. But it doesn't make it easy. 
when you're estranged from your own family, I wouldn't think. More on that story with more of your calls. We'll talk UNC at NC State and other college basketball as well. Zion Williamson, Tiger Woods, Roy Williams, Jacob Slavin, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and others were among the best or worst of the weekend. You can join us on Kobe Bryant. Instead of a question, it's complete this sentence. I will choose to remember Kobe as dot, dot, dot. 1-800-849-2761. More of your calls next. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks who work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Rick Bennell on all things NBA in 35 minutes. Tar Heels at Wolfpack, among other college basketball. Your votes for best or worst of the weekend. And, of course, the Kobe Bryant complete this sentence challenge of the day. I will choose to remember Kobe as dot, dot, dot. I gave you a lot of things that fit that description for me from my perspective as a dad, as a media member, as a former athlete as a much lower level. A lot to admire but far from perfect. The one story I promised, and we'll get to Ethan and Raleigh. Steve is in Apex. You can join us from the mountains or the beach or everywhere you'd want to live in this great state in between. I will choose to remember Kobe as dot, dot, dot. Again, we are not deifying anybody today, but I think there are many ways Kobe can and should be celebrated personally and professionally. The one part of his story that you won't find in his obituary today, and I bet you you won't find in 99 to 100% of the coverage of his life and times, if you will, today as well, Ethan, Steve, you, 1-800-849-2761. I mentioned earlier the divorce papers, right? Most of us who have been married or are married can understand marital difficulties. Sometimes it goes the wrong way. Sometimes, as theirs did, Vanessa and Kobe Bryant, it bounces back the right way. And... Upon his death yesterday, they were a happy, by all reports, family of six, Vanessa and Kobe, and four children, two of those, after they filed for divorce and then reconciled less than a decade ago. There are other aspects of his story, fighting through the Achilles injury, right? Fighting through barely playing as an NBA rookie, right? You're this next great thing, and then you're a Laker via the Hornets, and then you're not playing a whole lot, right? So just fighting through normal climb-the-ladder type adversity that I think more of us can identify with in any walk of life. Here's the part, besides, again, the sexual assault allegation is sort of off to the side. I can't imagine this set of circumstances. There are not many things in life that would make me wonder whether somebody close to me crossed the you're dead to me line, right? Hopefully we all make it to our graves with few, if any, examples. Strangers, yeah, they take their lazy, ignorant, cheap shots all the time. But the people closest to you, you of course have higher expectations of. Consider this set of circumstances that'll fade into the pages of history, and I have not seen or heard, written or spoken in the last 24 hours surrounding the Kobe Bryant story, but that doesn't make it any less real. It doesn't make it any less admirable in my eyes because Kobe and Vanessa persevered through something that I'm not sure how I would have reacted to, and I can get through a lot of things. People can disappoint me. I move forward. 
Maybe even the occasional backstab. If it happens only once, I can move forward. You let me down in a different way. One time, I can move forward. If it's a really, really big thing, sometimes one time is enough. Sometimes that, that is the burnt bridge. Imagine this. We all know somebody who got married and had somebody close to them say, I philosophically disagree with this marriage for whatever reason. You're marrying the wrong person. You're too young. It's not the right time, whatever. And somebody didn't show up at the wedding as a philosophical matter, not I was deployed overseas and I'm sorry I can't make it. That's, of course, understandable. But no, you're getting married, one of the biggest, most important moments of your life, and I'm not coming because I think you're doing the wrong thing. I can't name many people who had, like, more than a person or two who felt that way. Now, I can think of examples where your mom or your dad, you're too young, it's not the right time, are you sure it's the right person? This significant other comes from a checkered past, whatever. Those who love you tend to be protective of you, right? I honestly, as a man who's been alive for more than five decades, I am not aware of any example that I know personally or somebody I've covered in the sports world that fits this description. And maybe you can understand why this happened with Kobe and Vanessa Williams a long time ago. Kobe is a 21-year-old multimillionaire. That's, that has trouble written all over it right there, right? He signed at 17. He's now been in the NBA for a few years. His third year was his breakthrough year, his first all-star game and all that. And around the same time, as he's making money on and off the court, multimillionaire, 21-year-old Kobe Bryant meets, ready for this, 17-year-old background dancer, Vanessa Lane. Now, I'm actually getting to see my own mom and dad tomorrow night. They're traveling down here from Philadelphia and staying with Maria and me all week long. Love my mom and dad. They have done amazing things for me. I won the lottery at the mom and dad store, as I like to say. They're just amazing people in a lot of different ways. I'm not sure how they would have reacted if I were a 21-year-old millionaire and said, yeah, there's this dancer I met. She's only 17, but ready for this? Six months after they met, they got engaged. My parents love me. I am certain of that. I am not sure how they would have reacted to, yeah, mom and dad, I met this dancer named Vanessa. And I know we've only known each other for six months, and I'm a multimillionaire. Uh, and we're not going to have a prenuptial agreement, by the way. But uh, we just got engaged. Aren't you happy? Not sure how my mom and dad, who love me, I'm certain of that, would have reacted to that. Oh, by the way, well, maybe, maybe you're thinking, maybe there'll be a long engagement. Uh, they're only 21 and 17, but if they're if it's like an eight-year engagement, you know, we can all just watch and make sure that it the, the relationship evolves in all of the right ways before they walk down the aisle together. Nope. From 21 and 17 years old, getting engaged six months into knowing each other, they set the wedding date for less than one and a half years of knowing each other. In other words, about a year after the engagement. What happened? And again, I am not personally connected. As, as a member of the media or as a human being to any story that fits this description other than Kobe Bryant and the former Vanessa Lane, his widow now. Again, I've heard of a family member or two or a friend or two saying, I'm not coming to your wedding. I think you're doing the wrong thing. I can't be there because I don't approve, whatever. You ready for this? Because of the details surrounding their wedding, Kobe Bryant's mother and father refused to be there. Because of the details about a very young multimillionaire Kobe and a backup dancer that he barely knew in their eyes, 
Kobe's two sisters refused to be there. Kobe Bryant had an agent named Arn Tellum. These guys were through multi-million dollar deals together. A lot of pros will call their agent one of their best friends. Arn Tellum told Kobe, I'm not coming to your wedding if you marry this girl this quickly. Not doing it. Members of the L.A. Lakers, his teammates, Kobe, you can't do this. We're in a league where we see guys left and right exploited by women for all the wrong reasons. Don't do it. Just keep dating, Vanessa. Five years down the road sounds like a good time. So think about that. I don't know how your wedding day turned out to be. Mine in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, to the lovely and talented Maria, had no philosophical objections that at least I'm aware of. Things have worked out well for us, as they ultimately did until this weekend for Kobe and Vanessa Bryant. But I'm not aware of a circumstance where almost everybody in your inner circle, mother, father, all of your siblings, almost all of your teammates, and your agents refuse to show up at your wedding. That is not exactly the launching pad for familial success when what would be traditionally your support group, and when you go through the ups and downs in marriage of marriage, aren't they the folks you're going to lean on to try to get through the harder times? They refuse to show up at all. The longer Vanessa was around, the more those people came around. But the estrangement from Kobe's own parents was so bad at times that it was like dueling lawsuits. And the grandparents had to, like, argue for legal rights just to see their grandchildren. And the mom and dad had to admit in court papers that Kobe was subsidizing them financially. And Kobe had to admit, or, or one side had to admit that one had stolen from the other. I mean, it got ugly. That could be the launching pad for bad things personally and professionally. That happened to Kobe Bryant in his early 20s. That is not central to the sad news of his passing. To me, it actually makes his professional achievements and his personal achievements that much more impressive because unlike many of his qualities that we can't identify with, we won't dunk, we won't be 6'5", we won't be Hall of Famers, etc. Those are issues that I think anybody who cares about those in their inner circle and can be hurt by them, that's a really r real sledgehammer that Kobe Bryant was dealing with almost 20 years ago, and it didn't stop him from his professional greatness and a lot of amazing things personally as well. That is another thing I will choose to remember about Kobe Bryant. Ethan is in Raleigh and next on the David Glenn Show. Hey, David, how are you? Doing great, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, man, uh, you know, I think uh... – I'll remember Kobe as an icon. Um, you know, I think yesterday hit really different for a lot of people. Uh, you know, the loss of someone that you didn't even know personally, but it felt like you lost a good friend. Yeah. Um, you know, as a kid, uh, and even now as an adult, uh, you throw something in the trash can and you say Kobe, and it's just it's natural. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I think that that's something that just, you know, resonates with a lot of people, but he's He's somebody that I think the biggest loss is that we we've lost what was yet to come for Kobe. Um, you know, I, I've followed him a lot more in his time after basketball, um, you know, and watched what he was doing and what he was was coming up with and things that were uh, you know here to come. and yeah, uh, I think that that's such a huge loss for everyone that um, you know it's it's just crazy to think of of the things that he was getting ready to put out in the years to come and that that we won't we won't get that now. Yeah, he was destined in many people's eyes for greatness in his post-playing days. Remember, he only retired, what was it, four years ago. 
So he had already done great things, including the Academy Award for Deer Basketball, which has gone viral and understandably so over these last 24 hours. And I think Ethan is right that we all react differently. I mean, I reacted as a fan of basketball. I reacted as a guy from Philadelphia who was well aware of Kobe at, when he was 17 years old and used to get reports from family and friends about this amazing kid at Lower Marion High School. I reacted as a dad, man. You want to see me cry? Keep showing Kobe Bryant talking to his now-deceased 13-year-old daughter, Gigi. I mean, as close to human perfection as I have ever experienced, and because we're humans, perfection is basically out of our reach, as close to human perfection as I have ever experienced is my relationship with my own daughter, who's now 17 years old. So if you were to take away from me, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm about a decade older than Kobe. So if you took away from me basically a decade of being my son Anthony's soccer coach and mentor in a lot of ways, my daughter Avery's soccer coach and, you know, just right-hand man in a lot of ways, like that's what just got stolen from Kobe Bryant and his late daughter Gigi. You know, she was 13. And there's, there's the video of them like observing, I think it's an NBA game. And they're pointing stuff out, and they're talking father-daughter, and they're talking hoops, and they're eating popcorn, and they're having fun, and she's smiling ear to ear. But then, you know, as all dads understand, she's rolling her eyes at Kobe as well. Like, that's all part of the love, too, man. I mean, we're, our daughters are supposed to roll their eyes at us. They're supposed to hopefully nod their head in agreement and, you know, accept our pearls of wisdom along the way. But that's just, you know, Ethan's right about we'll have to wonder what Kobe might have been. I mean, we can celebrate that we don't have to wonder what he might have been as a basketball player. We got to see it for 20 years. Almost all of them just amazing, unforgettable years. But he has two daughters that barely know him, and he has a 17-year-old daughter who obviously is dealing with a level of grief. Uh, I mean, at some point, we all know that our parents are not going to be around anymore. At some point. Like the examples that I gave earlier. But you don't think of that when you're 17 and your dad's 41 years old. I mean, I, I actually just, in grief yesterday, as we welcome more of your calls, best and worst of the weekend, state hosting Carolina in college basketball, and some other things that feel, you know, more trivial than they might have otherwise. You know, Darren, a couple of these came up on our show last year. Sports figures of 2019 who passed away. You might remember, I mean, I don't, we didn't talk about all of these on the air. But, like, even somebody like Mean Gene Okerlund, the legendary wrestling broadcaster, all right, he was taken from us, but he was 76 years old. Now, I have friends who are 76 years old or older, right? My parents are older than that. I'm not saying your time is up, right? Like, it's not, ah, that's ah, okay. Yeah, they were 76. I don't mean that. But I do mean that when Bart Starr and Forrest Gregg of the legendary Green Bay Packers teams died last year at the age of 85, you can shed a tear while also saying, man, they had an opportunity to live a full life, not only as football players, but as not only dads, or, but granddads, right? 85 years old. John Havlicek in basketball died last year. The Celtics great. He was 79 years old. Somebody that I revered as a young sports writer, a guy named Dan Jenkins, one of the most amazing sports writers ever. He died sad, right? Worthy of a memorial, worthy of words of appreciation, Shed a tear, if you will. He was 89 years old. Darren, I'll go on the record right now, man. If I die at 80 or older and you're around to see it, don't be sad. Don't be sad. Nothing was stolen from me if I lived to 80 plus. 
I was given every last opportunity to squeeze every drop out of life. I don't know. Nobody owes me anything if I lived to that age. Had I died at 41, that would have been a sad time in a different way. It was sad last year when we said goodbye to baseball legend Frank Robinson. He was 83 years old. Those other guys, late six, late 70s, mid-80s. Bill Buckner was about 70 years old, another baseball player who passed last year. It's not okay. It doesn't take the pain away for their loved ones. But at 85 years old, Bart Starr had every opportunity to live his life how he wanted to live it. Nothing was stolen from his loved ones. They were given every opportunity to, to, to excel personally, professionally, and otherwise. When somebody is taken at 41 years old, it's just hard to digest. I think everybody gets that, and I think as you get older, you appreciate it even more. More of your phone calls on the other side. Rick Bennell from the Charlotte Observer, his reflections on the passing of Kobe Bryant and also an NBA weekend that actually saw LeBron James pass Kobe Bryant in Philadelphia on Saturday to become the number three all-time scorer in NBA history. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Zion Williamson, Kawhi Leonard were among those who were best of the weekend as well. Trey Young, while in amidst giving a tribute to Kobe Bryant, put up 45 points for the Atlanta Hawks after wearing an eight number eight jersey for part of that game in Kobe Bryant's honor. 1-800-849-2761. More of your calls than Rick Bennell on The David Glenn Show. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime. Hey, I'll be your intern after this, this is everything open, man. We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Rick Bedell from the Charlotte Observer. Some more Kobe Bryant memories. Also some other NBA. UNC is at NC State tonight in college basketball. The Wolfpack is the better team overall this year. But it didn't look that good in losing at Georgia Tech. The Tar Heels looked a lot better than they had in beating Miami and getting Roy Williams that elusive career win. Number 880 finally pushing him past his mentor Dean Smith more of your best and worst of the weekend phone calls more of your reflections on the passing of Kobe Bryant we have offered instead of a question a complete this sentence challenge I will choose to remember Kobe as dot 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 I've given you a lot of answers to that from my perspective we welcome more of yours now 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program Roy Williams by the way is 35 and 4 as a head coach against the Wolfpack head-to-head the Tar Heels have won six straight games at PNC Arena and are 16 and 4 there all time against the Pack Kevin Keats remember is only two years into this rivalry from the Wolfpack half of the equation he won his very first game in this rivalry as the Wolfpack head coach when he went to the Smith Center in 2018 and beat the Heels in overtime. So he's one in three overall. You can't tag that whole Roy Williams 35 and four career record sledgehammer to the Wolfpack's nail on Coach Keats. And frankly, the Pack has better personnel this year. C.J. Bryce has not looked like himself since his concussion issues. 
and he laid the points egg at Georgia Tech in a close game where the pack really needed him. I hope the young man is okay because prior to his injury, he was playing at an all-ACC level. Markel Johnson's played better lately for the pack. If somehow they can get both of those guards going at the same time, and you've got a senior backcourt that is as good as any senior backcourt in America. Steve, welcome to the David Glenn Show. You will choose to remember Kobe Bryant how? Hey, man, go right ahead. Is Steve with us? All right. How about Anthony in Wilmington? You're next on the David Glenn Show. Go ahead, Anthony. How you doing? Doing great, man. What's on your mind? Well, I was living in the uh, Charlotte area when they drafted Kobe. Yeah. And uh, I heard y'all comment that Charlotte dropped the ball there and should have kept him. But as I recall, he refused to play for the Hornets. And said he would sit out a year and get redrafted the next year before he played for the Hornets. No, I don't think that's true. I mean, it would have been tricky. There are famous stories where you know that became public for Eli Manning. I mean, I'll, I'll double check the archives, but I don't think the Bryant family was public along those lines. I'm pretty sure they were not, and I, I have not seen that over the years. Of course, it's going to be viewed in retrospect as a massive misstep for the Charlotte Hornets. Why didn't they see in this 17-year-old what Jerry West and the Lakers clearly did see? But I, I, uh, there are uh, Andrew Luck did a version of this coming out of college as a prominent quarterback. Eli Manning ended up with the New York Giants because he wanted to direct his own destiny coming out of uh, Ole Miss. But Kobe Bryant, I mean, it's, that's, uh, it's hard to have that much leverage as a high school prospect who dropped all the way to number 13. But if I can find it in the archives, I'll certainly uh, back up what you're saying. Rick Bennell would know the answer to this question. He joins us live in about 12 minutes. He covers the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA for the Charlotte Observer. If that happened in 1996, I guarantee you Rick Bennell would be able to certify whether that is urban legend or whether that actually occurred. Rick joins us next hour. More of your calls, too, at 1-800-849-2761. One more point to ponder. How cool do you have to be to give yourself a nickname? 99% of all <laughs> nicknames are given by others to you. If you try to give one to yourself, it almost never sticks. Yeah, you get laughed at. Right? Kobe gave himself the Black Mamba nickname. You know why he said it was because of the snake's ability to, quote, strike with 99% accuracy at maximum speed in rapid succession, which kind of explains him as an offensive juggernaut in the NBA. We're back after this. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. Um, <laughs> you know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. You know who knows all the details of Kobe Bryant might have been a Hornet back in 1996? Rick Bennell, the Charlotte Observer. He's back from Paris, France. He has reflections on Kobe's passing, and he knows the details on what might have been or not in Charlotte. Rick Bennell, then more of your calls on The David Glenn Show. Roy Williams, welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Last year, two chains came walking by, and he reached his hand down and uh, shook my hand and said, two chains. And about five seconds after he walked away, I said, I missed a great opportunity. I should have said three rings. <laughs> 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 
That's a vibe. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. That's a vibe.